Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo, what up? This is DJ Newmark, a.k.a. Uncle New. From Jurassic 5. And you're checking out the library with my main man, Tim Onicole. On www.rapstation.com. Take me. Chicago MC Verbal Kent is back with his eighth solo album, which features artists such as Freddie Gibbs, Sky Zoo, Torre, Red Pill, and production by JOD, Apollo Brown, Marco Polo, Kaz One, Oh No, and Baram. His new album, Anesthesia, under the Mellow Music Group, is due out September 11th. Verbal Kent, welcome to the library with Tim Einenkill on rapstation.com. Thanks, Tim. So, of course, according to the press release, the new album, Anesthesia, uh, grapples with the way in which we self-medicate in order to deal with daily lives put before us. Uh, with kind of the, the cast of uh, people that are on the album that I read, um, how, do you, how do you ensure that a mission like this for your album comes to light? Well, the album, um, like you said, it's it's kind of about self-medication and not not in the traditional sense of necessarily of, of drug abuse, alcohol abuse. It's about what we what we do as as people, how we jump from one vice to another or one addiction to another. And sometimes people obviously, you know, they use drugs to do that or or food or um, sometimes people use people to do that, and sometimes people use, um, you know. Uh, emotional uh, crutches, and so I, I wanted to really touch on touch on that without getting too you know too literal about it. Um, but it's, so that's that's what anesthesia represents to me. Uh, one of the tracks on the album, uh, September, you spit. Uh, I always knew I had a knack for this rap stuff. Uh, what was it about hip hop when you first came out that like first spoke to you? Back back when I started listening to rap, I think what what always jumped out at me was the storytelling and what you could accomplish by in the songwriting and in the amount of words that you were you used in a rap song versus like a rock and roll song or you know, um, other type of music. I was always impressed with like how much you could get across and the and it seemed it seemed to be a limitless option of like of how to express oneself. I think that's that's what really moved me the most about it and the attitude in general of and sort of just like the freedom of of how to who you could be was I think what I think what, what grabbed me when I was younger. Uh, you know, talking about the album uh, and uh, the how we grapple with uh, self medication. Do you think uh, rap music and art and the art is that your alternative for self medication? Um, I guess why do you why, yeah, why do you do this art and continue to do so? And how has it changed yeah, since you started writing? You're you're totally right. Yeah, you're you're totally right on. I mean, it's a huge it's a huge you know it's funny to me when I when I find myself writing the most and when I don't. Right. When things are going really well for me, like when 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 life is is as it as it's easiest, mm-hmm. I I find the pen is 
is less valuable a tool for me. And right. when when there's struggle, when there's, when there's transition, even if I don't know that, that I'm going through a transition, right? Like even yeah. if I'm not, because you're not, we're not always aware of, of you know, our, there's so many levels to our to our conscious, right? And so sometimes I find myself really getting into writing just kind of aggressively, you know, in kind of just like the, I jump into it all of a sudden. I'm like, why? There must be a reason. Mm-hmm. And that helps me actually explore under the surface of like, why am I, what, what, why do I need to do this right now? It's not like I'm like, I stub my toe when I start writing a verse. You know what I mean? Right, right, yeah, yeah, it's, definitely. It's, it's this like really analytical, you know, process. That's, and again, like you said, that's like, that's, I'm so lucky to have a tool like that, you know, to, to be able to analyze myself with, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to actually skip over to, uh, the, the track notes. Um, I, I feel like mm-hmm. this is like the, you know, this is, this is a really, I think a really personal song because it, you, you talk about mm-hmm. your thoughts when hearing that your wife was pregnant and you're very open about what this meant for your future. You kind of question like, do I still rap or do I try to make that one hit, you know, to make those millions right off the bat? Um, is this, when you do it, when, when, when you're, like you said, when you're writing um, and when you're writing on something that's happening in your life, is this, are you sharing your thoughts with the other person at the same time or do you write first because you need to make sense of it before you could actually express to them what you're feeling? I think I think it's like you, I think it's extremely personal first. I think it's it's really all about me and what I'm going through, and I'm hoping that other people can relate to it. I think there's a big difference. I think like you like, and, and just to, to make sure we're on the same page with what, in that, for example, that line you talk about. You know, should I should I continue to rap or should I? And I think the line is, uh, you know, quit making raps, raps and make hits like Ty Cobb. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It, it wasn't even to be. And I, and I know why you thought it, it meant that specifically, because because I said that specifically. <laughs> but what what I and this is a good example of what we're talking about. I wasn't even implying that was sort of meant to be. You know, in life, like meaning, should I? Is there a point of me even continuing? Do I have time to keep expressing myself and being a rapper and a writer, or should I just do do something that'll make make my family stable right, in general? Yeah. yeah. And so, you, you, which kind of encompasses what we're talking about. I think like, 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 for example, with notes, I, I think I needed to, it was important for me to be able to write down the conflict that I was going through, that was happening to me that, that day after, because I think, and, and I think in turn, by expressing the conflict and like, by really talking about it and having, and it's kind of, you know, it's not really a traditional rap song. I mean, you don't, I don't know if, I can't remember. I, I know people obviously talk about their children and their songs and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm not. You know, but if you if you followed me and, and who I am in my career, it's not really how I what I do. I don't get that personal. I, I mean, I definitely have like secrets. I like there's deep things that are within my rhymes that are about myself that no one knows, of course. Mm-hmm. But but in this case, I, I needed to uh, I needed to talk about it, and by putting it down and talking about it, I think my hope was that if I write a song like that, that other people who have gone through that that first day or that first week or that first year, at, at some point even of being a, a parent, father, or a mother, you, everyone has that. It's not, even if you plan, and, and like, we planned it. It wasn't like a, a surprise. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so, it, so that, that should even explain it even more. I mean, we, so I knew it was coming when it, when it, you know, I knew that it, we were trying for it, so I think, uh, but there's, it, there's it, like the a difference song, between, sorry, there's a difference between like planning and no, then, no, then the reality, and then, then there's also, yeah, there's planning and that sounds great and then the reality happens and you're like, Oh shit. 
exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like this is real now because you, you can, you know, you can. It's there's nothing bigger. It's, it's you know, so far I'll say at least in, in my life, there's nothing bigger than what it means to be, uh, you know, to be a father, to be a parent. There's nothing. There is no greater. I have I have not found a, a, a more powerful thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you know, unless you're like a sociopath and you can make your own something that you you know that happens to you worth more than than actually creating life. I don't yeah. you know. I don't I don't yeah. know how. And you do you know it's funny you do see people and you do see parents that that are like yeah this is you know this is this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> people have a hard time. People have a hard time with it for sure. And I, so I you know. And no one's perfect, and you can go through waves. And I think you can take people a long time to realize how lucky and how insane it is to, to be a parent. But for me, it was—it's been this instant, life-changing, just over overpowering experience that has redefined and made me look at everything so differently. So, it, you know, it was important for me to really to write something about it. And I don't—I don't think it'll be the last time I write something about it either. But I also didn't want to do a traditional, you know. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not the kind of, I don't do traditional stuff. I don't want to write a dedication to them or, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to whine about anything either. I just wanted to kind of, exp- you know, try to express what, what was going on and, and what I, I think would be everyone's mind upon learning about this. That's all. Is, is this a track that you hope, uh, when you're, when your son's old enough to, that he'll be able to hear? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know how much he'll even, Maybe if he's a parent, he, you know, and that's yeah. the other thing is I don't know. Like, do you have, do you have children? Yeah, I have two. Yeah. You have two. Okay, so, yeah. you know, I don't know what somebody who doesn't have a child would think of this, you know. So it's also a risk. It's not like, and, and that also tells you what kind of artist I am, what kind of label I'm on. Like, for, for the for Mellow Music Group to, to, like, be like, yeah, you can you can make a video about this and push it as one of your singles. You know, and that's why I feel like I'm so lucky to be in the position I am, right. you know, with Mellow Music Group because it's not a hit. It, there's no chance of it being a hit. Right. You know, it's like it's a, it's not, a, it's something that it's, it's extremely, it's, a, it's certainly a, a, got the chance to be like a cult song. You know, people can really, I think if it hits, like someone on, on my Facebook page wrote, um, he was listening to it in the delivery room, and that oh, was, yeah. you know, that was really cool. Like that was like, whoa. So that, that stuff, that stuff means more than anything, right? But, but I mean, but I think it also goes to the whole idea that you know you're, you're not that, you're not you're not you're not, you're not a fourteen year old kid anymore, right? Like you're not writing raps. You're no. you're you're an adult, and there is a genre of adults. There, there's a there's a lot of adults that grew up listening to hip hop, and now they need that adult kind of hip hop music, right? So, uh, yeah, I think so. I think I mean I do. You know, yeah. I can't I can't relate to ninety percent of what of what's going on. I can't can't relate to that doesn't mean i don't think it's good right but i can't relate to it so it's, it's more like a like i don't know about you but like i can listen to some of this new stuff once but that's it i'll listen to it to see what it is right and to hear the creativity involved in the form and the choices and the sounds and hear where they're coming from and where they live and, and why it made their music with what it is but it's not relatable in a sense of being a grown person Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Choosing something to spend their day listening to. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, it's like you're listening, totally listening for the creativity and the wordplay and whatever. But you're not like, oh yeah, right. this is my jam. I'm, you're not listening to it in the delivery room, so to say. You know? No. Uh, <laughs> right. Absolutely not. Exactly. Exactly. How? I mean, how old is your son? He'll be four in, in November. He was actually born eleven, eleven, eleven. Oh wow! Oh wow! Uh, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Just so ha- he, he's four years old. He's four years old now. So has your writing changed at all since he's been born? My writing hasn't changed because of him being born, but I have changed so much because of him being around that it's changed my writing. Mm. So, you know, just in a roundabout answer to that question, he, you know, it's not like I, I didn't have this like, oh, now I have to be different or act different or write different kind of thing. I feel no obligation to change who I am based on, you know, having a child. That that's that's not me. But has it it's it's changed everything. I mean, it, it made my my you know, I have two careers in my mind. You know what I mean? And it, it made my other it made my other life made me step on the gas in my other life, and it made me also care more about care care more about writing is a good answer. It's made me care more. It made me everything I do now is more careful and more planned. And, it, and I think I do it better because of I'm a, a better, stronger person now. Mm. You know, I have some, someone someone needs me now forever. Right, right. right. So I have to be that. I'm that human now. Um, you know how it is. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I was singing with uh, Verbo Kent, new, <laughs> new album, uh, Anesthesia. I'm going to jump around a little bit, but first I want to, after the song Notes, I'm always interested in um, a track placement. Uh, and after the song Notes, there's uh, a mid-album interlude. Um Mm-hmm. What, was there a reason you put kind of an instrumental breather right wow. after this track? You want to actually talk about the album order? This is great, man. <laughs> you are my favorite favorite interviewer of all time, Tim. Oh, yes, thanks. like because you know, again, that goes back to adult rap. I mean, think about how how much value there was back in back when we listened to albums in, right. in the album and, and the and the, the choices you made based on the track list and the overall experience that you're giving to someone. I mean. That's a huge thing, and nowadays people don't really think about that as much. I don't think, and I don't even know that. I don't pay enough attention to know that. It's, I know people still make albums and they're, and they're sort of cinematic and stuff, but it is a big deal. And, and the experience that I, I would love, like if I had a, a, to pick how someone was listening to me, I would say listen to the album in a row mm-hmm. three times, and then say what you think and ask you know and ask the questions. So it, it is really important. So yeah. So after notes, I, I thought it was time to let people just hear a hear a, a beat for a second and just take a breather right yeah and sort of relax for a minute and you know have it be an experience and not keep forcing thoughts into people's minds for a second i guess you know right right no definitely yeah, yeah i was wondering because it was, i felt like it was such a heavy track um heavy mm-hmm. heavy in a good way that uh you sure. were just like yeah you know let me yeah like i totally thought i was like oh this is interesting that this is um yeah yeah, yeah, it was breathing. purposeful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. On Facebook, you wrote talking about uh, the track uh, "Add Anesthesia," which is produced by Kaz One. That this track is quote another side of Verbal Kent, a more introspective side without being self-serving. I hate when rappers bitch and moan. Uh, what have <laughs> uh, what have and then you ask? I, I, anyway, I look forward to hearing your reactions. What have have what have the reactions been so far to this track? And are any of them surprising to you? But it just came out yesterday afternoon, so it's, I've had I haven't had that much feedback yet. I guess it from us from a couple perspectives, it's just different than this. Like just like notes is in its own way, this song is just different. I mean, I sound I think I sound it's a grown up sound of of me. It's mm-hmm. a different sound, and it's and it's a, again just like a different side of my mind that I usually don't put into the songs. So for me, it's like anybody that's been listening to me for a while, but it's not like I've changed or, or done anything on purpose to make anyone think differently about me either. So it's organic. Mm-hmm. So I guess I was hoping, you know, a lot of the process of me growing into an artist and changing and that ever-changing ever, ever changing experience 
is getting is getting actual like feedback from people that have been around that have known my music and that can say to themselves, this is different, and that I don't even I don't want I will, you know I don't think like a old time verbal camp fan will hear it and and be like oh man this guy this guy sounds different now I don't think it's like that but it certainly is a different it's just a different side of me and I, I'm you know I need to hear like even if it's old rapping friends anybody I need to hear them and hear what they think about it so that I can then learn about myself through that, you know? On Ad Anesthesia, you, you spit, uh, quote, pour liquor from the flask, look at my reflection in the glass, catching a reflection of my past. On this track, what, what, what kind of, what, what are you trying to let us know about your past and what have you learned from it? Well, um, that's, a, that's a good question. So, I think in, 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 without getting too specific, you know, just like anybody, I've, I've gone through, you know, these phases of life where a lot of it, like a lot of the, uh, I guess I get a little specific, a lot of the early part of like me writing and, and being, being an MC and being a rapper was spent sitting in like, in these different, uh, like coffee shops, like coffee houses or whatever, and like smoking cigarettes, writing, going out to the parking lot, you know, getting high, coming back in, mm-hmm. you know, playing chess, drinking coffee, smoking cigarettes, writing raps. All of a sudden it's like, it's nine o'clock at night. And that's like, that was like the day in the life of what I was, what I would, you know, that, that defines so much of time I spent in, you know, after high school in when I should have been, not should have been, but when I could have been in, in college, when I could have been, you know, pursuing a career or whatever. Uh, and, you know, it, it, and not, not that that's super unique of a thing to be doing, but that was like my, like a really long part of, of my young life was, was just that over and over again. And I didn't really focus on, I think during that period, I didn't really think about myself out of context of that. I didn't have like a bigger purpose or see the bigger picture or, I didn't really explore much about myself. I just needed, I just, I, my only, because I didn't really, I, I don't think I really understood myself or what was going on around me that much. It was just about, I just needed to write. I just needed to, I needed a release. Mm-hmm. I needed this, like, there was this endless cycle of, like, writing, smoking, writing, smoking. It was just, like, this nonstop, you know, this almost like I was distracting myself from, from, who I really was at the time. And I don't really think I was that impressive at the time. I mean, I don't know how many 21 year olds, 19 year olds are impressive really, to be honest, but no disrespect to any 19 and 20, 20 year olds listening. But (laughs) you know, I I wasn't, I wasn't, I think I was pretty common in terms of where I was. I may have had, um, I think I've always been creative. I've always been real creative and, and, you know, not that I'm not talking junk about myself either. I'm just saying, I think a lot of it was just, again, it was just self-medicating. And so in that, in that song, the first verse is basically setting the table of who I was and what I was doing. And which was, which was basically just constantly doing something to cover up or to try to stop myself from, from really facing myself, right? And I think mm. that's a big part of life. Even even when you figure things out, even when you're on the path to, to self knowledge of self, and, and when you understand yourself, even as, as someone as an adult, even now, 
there is constant anesthesia happening. There's constant this this our our subconscious is like constantly making us behave in a way in order to give us a break from having to be really be who we are because mm-hmm. it's hard. It's really hard to be who we really are. And if we really broke everything down and decided to stop playing games and stop covering up and stop comforting ourselves all the time, it would be really difficult to live in our society. And I don't say that as, and it's, you know, it's, it, that's just, I think that's just the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, if we really want to face injustice and if we really want to look, look at, uh, you know, where we are as, as, in, as in the human race right now, it's hard. And so I think we, we constantly, we, 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 without even thinking about it, even the best of us, we embrace anything in order to not, to sort of have to get to relax and not have to truly deal with, with pain and suffering all the time, right? Right. Anyway, there's, and there's so many levels of that, and I'm not trying to, um, to be a downer about anything because... I think being alive is great, and we're and we're all so lucky, and especially people who are living in the in situations that we're living in. I mean, it's insane how lucky we all are. But in this country and whatnot, as awful as it is, we are lucky as as ever. But anyway, um, not to go on tangents. So, so the first verse is sort of a, embraces that, and then as as I get into the second verse of Ad, Ad Anesthesia, I start referencing other other ways that I've I've you know, that I sort of am acknowledging that I'm, what am I hiding? What am I covering up? You know, I think, you know, um, break up, you know, make up to break up, you know, break up to make up. Maybe, or maybe to make up, I break up to break up. You know, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going, I'm sort of, you know, what am I doing? Am I, how, how, you know, is there an autopilot? Are we in autopilot most of the time? And I, I and that beat that Kaz one made sort of that kind of repetitive you know, kind of spaced out, airy beat that he made in the background with kind of drumless backdrop. I hoped would would help tell the story of, of that sort of state of mind. So, you know, so so again, so it's interesting to see. I don't know what the hell people are going to think of that or me of, <laughs> of, of verbal tennis writing a song like that. I don't know, but but it seems like if you're, I mean, if you're like if, if if you use let's say you use rap music, right, or writing rap lyrics to quote unquote self medicate, then that's is not necessarily a bad thing, right? No, it's not. I mean, positive, there's positive addictions, there's negative addictions, it's all sorts. It's not bad or good either. It's just aware, being aware of, of the habits that we all have hmm. in how we deal with change and how we deal with pain, right? And, yeah. how, we, and, and how we deal with happiness and, and our patterns of ourself and uncovering that and what that reveals is more of what I'm going for. It's, it's certainly not, and that's why like, I don't want... It's not a. It's not a. I'm not critiquing the human condition in that sense. I'm. I'm. I guess I'm just trying to. I'm trying to uh, to point it out, and probably trying to point it out for my own well-being. Just like we said earlier, it all goes back to myself, really, right? right. Why am I writing this? Why am I even talking about this? Um, it, it, it reminds me of a, a lyric or a, a line you had in the, the last track of the album, "Are You Ready," which is also produced by Kaz One, and you, you say, uh, mm-hmm. "quote." Thank God we took our anger and put it into, put it into words. Yep. Um, yep. Is that more of a reference to kind of the, the self medication part of it, or do you are you more referencing no. like this is you know this no, is that's, the origin? No, that's real specific. So that song, so that song, "Are You Ready?" It's my, that's my favorite song on the album. Yeah. That actually might be my favorite song I've ever written, to be honest. And I, I don't expect that to be everybody else's favorite song, but 
I was I was um I was talking to Kaz one on the phone and we were talking about our generation of Chicago hip hop and what happened to all the artists that at the time were sort of fighting for this number blindly fighting for this like kind of imaginary number one spot in Chicago, which is stupid. Mm-hmm. And I regret we were we were just we were we were waxing about it and we were you know, there's so much regret, you know, why couldn't anybody get along and not not expecting you or m- most people to know about this sort of small window in Chicago hip hop history, but you know, it was like early 2000s, mid 2000s, late 2000s, and like there was like six different labels in Chicago and a lot of talent and just no no camaraderie and no no real building and it led to sort of this what me and Kaz were talking about where like there's like six artists that, from our generation that did anything with themselves and and I'm one of them and I and what have I done you know what I mean I'm just, I mean I've been a contributor to hip hop but I'm not. I haven't made any major waves, and it's just like, wow, like we spent so much time fighting for this position that didn't exist, and it, and we were kind of embarrassed about it on the phone, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to write a song about about this, and you know, and then it sort of started making me think about my crew back in the day, which was Kaz One and Ruffy Chains and Altruism and Lance Ambu and my guys, and that whole second verse of the song, Are You Ready, is this sort of acknowledgement of, we're, look, we're all grown up. And I was sort of the leader of this group, and we're all just kind of making our way through life, and we all have kids, and we never we never really did what we thought we would do with rap, but we're still here, and, um, you know, and I love you guys, and, you know, thank God, and that line, like, thank God we took our anger and put it in words. It's a powerful line for me to be able to even have thought of saying it, that we, you know, because we were angry. We were, these, you know, we were just these kids drinking, smoking, hanging out, growing up in the city, you know, trying to be rappers. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't sugarcoat that. We're all good people, but man, you know, we weren't. We didn't gang bang. We didn't. You know, we were. Luckily, we we were poets. We were writers, and that's what we used our our. You know, all of the rage of you know just being young and confused. We put it into words, and you know, so that yeah, that song. Are you ready? On the album is probably the most important song that I've written to date. And another thing I appreciate about the "Are You Ready," it, 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 it to me it seems like it's totally two different tracks. Uh, mm-hmm. Just the way the beat's broken up. Um, I mean, it took me a while to like. I was listening to it. And I had to like double check my phone uh, to make sure. That oh, it, you, you, are you talking about the the second the second track? Yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, it's, it, so it's, it's actually a it. It is. It's it's a separate track. It's a it's kind of just like a bonus a, a hidden track. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a hidden track that that just kind of a if you if you wait if you wait on the album like what is it like ten seconds after are you ready you get this other kind of banger produced by Kaz One uh, okay. just, that is it's sort of this ranting and it's just a one long verse and it's more of the old verbal Kent I think and okay. to be honest I wanted it to be on the album and I didn't know where to put it and we were just like let's just have it be this sort of surprise for people to hear at the end. So it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't the same, it wasn't the same uh, track. Oh, because I, I think on the the, the, the SoundCloud uh, stream I got, it's all on that one. It's all on the last it, track. And on the yeah. album it is, too. You'll oh, find it is? It, exactly. Okay. The listeners will find hear the same thing. Exactly. Yep. Oh, cool. Um, for, I just want to, you've obviously, you, you've, 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 you know, you've been writing for quite a while, and I, I imagine um, you you have moments of writer's block. Uh and your bio talks about how you, by the age of 14, you kind of amassed this collection of hip-hop albums by, like, artists such as EPMD, Cypress Hill, A Tribe Called Quest, The Far Side, you know, Woo, all these guys. Um, uh-huh. Are there moments, I guess, when you're, when you're dealing with writer's blocks, 
is are there moments where like you just is there an album that you go to that you kind of just like helps you clear your head and and get you writing again and if not how do you deal with writer's block i you know i don't i don't necessarily use music for inspiration in that sense anymore mm-hmm. writer for, for me if i if i go like you know if i go a week without writing which is rare i kind of have like a I kind of just have to write whatever the hell I think. And when I do, like, I, it's, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've, I've gotten pretty good at writing rap, rap songs. Like, I, I don't, it doesn't take much for me to be able to get into that mode. For me, a writer's block is basically, like, I write down some lines. I don't write complete songs, but I write lines down. Mm-hmm. And then or I, I write thoughts or, or ideas of what I want to write about. And then I, when I have enough of them, I can write this song. That's kind of my process now at this point. Either I'm, I'm like hyper inspired and I'm just like, I'm going to write a song right now. And I do, or I know what I want to write about. And I have a, I'm brainstorming and I just have this brainstorming session where I write down ideas, lines, words and styles that I want to put into it that I, that I'll jot down and then go back to it and then apply it. That's Mm -hmm. kind of my process now. I don't really have massive writers. I've never had a massive writer's block. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Knock on wood. Knock yeah. on wood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I know. I know. You mentioned you you have your favorite song of the album, uh, and are you ready? But uh, is there a track on the album that kind of best defines the overall mission of Anesthesia? Another song that I don't know if you when you heard the album how many times you listened or what or how deep you got into it, but there's a song called "Is This My Life." It's a Marco Polo produced track. I don't know. You know, it's it's kind of Without me explaining it, it would be impossible for anybody to... Not impossible, but it would be tough. So that song is basically takes place in... So I, I survived um, a murder about me that tried to kill me years back. And this song called Is This My Life is written from the perspective of me. It's the first time that I've left the house by myself after my sort of recovery from this experience. Oh, wow. And the whole song takes place within the first 30 seconds of me being outside sort of alone after this all took place. And it's the first time as a writer I was able to take basically a little tiny period, like like I said, 30 seconds of an experience, and I wrote a whole song about that in 30 seconds. I didn't explain that to anybody. And now if you go back and listen to it, it's, it's a really interesting song because basically it's me leaving my, my apartment alone and how, and you know, my my perception of everything around me, how different it was after surviving this near death experience. Mm-hmm. And it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a powerful song. And I think what you know, what what encapsulates what I'm trying to say more than literal, actual literal, you know, attempts at at changing something and and you know overcoming something, right? So. Mm-hmm. That, I think that song is the most literal example of, you know, in that case, anesthesia, my anesthesia for what happened to me was literally just going outside and, like, just trying to eat myself again. Mm. So that it's kind of, it's a pretty powerful song, and, like, it's funny, the late, like, Mike from the label from Mellow Music Group was like, we should release that as a single. And I was like, you know what it's about? And he was like, I guess not. I was like, yeah, you know, I don't really want to, I don't want to get, you know, public, publicize that and make that a big, big deal. Mm-hmm. And because then we'd have to explain what it actually was about. But I will explain it in interviews and, 
and if people ever ask me, I'll, I'll certainly talk about it. But anyway, yeah. Was it was it a a hard song to write? Not like to, to jot down. No. But was it like a emotionally a hard song or no? It wasn't. It wasn't at all. It was more. It was more of um, an exercise in writing because I, that that first I remember it so clearly, and so it was it was kind of fun mm. to write it. To be honest, it was like I'm gonna try to what what can I how much can I write about one moment kind of a thing, right? Right. And so it was, it was more of a challenge in that sense than it was emotionally. It was more of a, a challenge as a writer. So I, I, I embraced it, I think. He's uh, Verbal Ken. His new album coming out September 11th under Mellow Music Group is Anesthesia. Uh, Ver- Verbal Ken, thank you so much for joining me on the library with Tim Einicke. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it.
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.